welcome back to Myth Men. Uh, I'm Dean. And I'm Riley. And I'm Maddie. And our guest today is Maddie, obviously. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so today... No speaking before you've been introduced. I'm sorry, they already Jesus know Christ. Me. They know me. Today, Riley is going to explain what his myth is all about. And uh, it's going to be a long one. Yeah. I'm talking about... Uh, one of my favorites, actually, um, I'm going to be talking about Hercules or Heracles, depending on whether you're Greek or a filthy Roman. (laughs) So what do you know, what do you know about Heracles or Hercules? I know that he has a swirly chin and that he has muscles. He is the muscliest boy. (laughs) His girlfriend's name is Megara. I'll get to that. Um... So he's best known as the strongest of mortals, even stronger than many of the gods. Hmm. He was the last mortal son of Zeus. Can I... How many mortal sons did Zeus have? Because I know that Zeus was a horny man. He... <laughs> he stuck his dick in all sorts of pies. Um, he was a nasty man. <laughs> <laughs> he did a lot of... People. Women. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, we'll probably end up talking about Zeus at some point, but I didn't really do much research on how, um, how how prolific (laughs) he was. His gene spreading skills are. Yes. Infertile. Ew. (laughs) What a disgusting word. Yep. Okay. Anyways, tell me about this muscly boy. Uh, traditionally, Hercules was the son of Zeus and Alcimene. Alcimene? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the granddaughter of Perseus. Zeus swore that the next son. Wait, granddaughter of Perseus? Yes, granddaughter of Perseus. <gasps> oh. Zeus swore that the next son born of the Perseid house would become ruler of Greece. But, by a trick of Zeus's jealous wife Hera, another child, the sickly Eurystheus, was born and became king. Oh. Uh. I, this... I feel like Hera has a right to be the jealous queen. Yeah. She is... Because that's dirty. Their relationship is... Not a healthy one. <laughs> um, that is true. It's interesting, <laughs> mm-hmm. to say the least. So, Heracles mm-hmm. was not his original name. Oh. Interesting. His birth name was Alceus, or Al... Alceus? Alceus. I don't know how to pronounce Greek, so that's his best as I'm going to get, mm-hmm. named after his grandfather. He also had a twin brother. What? Ephicles. Ephicles? Ephicles. That's real unfortunate. Greek names are difficult to pronounce for me. <laughs> I mean, the Sphinx were also fun. Yes. Hera was unhappy about the birth of Heracles and sent two snakes into the crib to kill him. Ephicles? His Ephis- crib or Ephicles? like his Ephicles. Ephicles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Her- Heracles. And they were like they were both kept in the same room. Okay. If Ephicles or Ephicles, Ephicles. <laughs> it rhymes with sickly, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> screamed in. He screamed in terror, but Heracles strangled both snakes, one in each hand. Hey, that was in the movie. Yeah. yeah. The mo- the movie Hercules, or the Disney animated film Hercules, was pretty good as yeah. far as accuracy goes to the myth, but. I feel like it would have been way more interesting if they base it off of the actual myth 100%, but it for sure wouldn't be rated PG. Oh dear. For sure. And it probably would be like 100 years longer. Like, yes. It would be a Worth huge it. movie. Oh, absolutely. It would be like a Hercules series, and I'd be cool with that. They would probably be able to make one movie off of each of the 12 labors. Wow. Yeah, probably. That would be cool. 
So Heracles' adopted father, Amphitryon, which was also his dad in the movie, um, real oh, his ado- okay, yep. realized that Iphicles Ific- <laughs> was his child, but Heracles belonged to the god. Hmm. Other writers say that Amphitryon himself sent the snakes into the infant's room to identify which child was his and which one was oh, Zeus's. Clever. I mean, horrible, right? but clever. Twins definitely work like that. One is yours and one is not yours. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, here's the thing about Greek mythology. Zeus is a god. I don't think he obeys the laws of... Man. Yeah. He also doesn't obey the laws of marriage, apparently. <laughs> apparently hey. that's too much for him. <laughs> but, like, for the most part, Greeks were pretty cool on free love. Like, Achilles was bi. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because doesn't he have, like, a female lover and a male lover? Like, doesn't he, he have a wife he's... and a male lover? Yes. Okay. I think so. Okay. Interesting. I love it. So, interesting side note. Oh, okay. According to Diodorus Siculus... I know that guy. Alcimene, or Alcimene, fearing Hera's wrath, abandoned her infant in the woods. (laughs) Athena rescued the infant and brought the baby to Hera. The baby is Hercules, or Heracles. Oh, okay. okay. Athena managed to persuade or dupe Hera into nursing the infant. Hera allowed the baby to suckle on one of her breasts until the child bit very hard on her nipple. <laughs> wow! Just That's really specific. Okay. The <clears throat> goddess pushed the baby away from her nipple, spilling her milk across the heavens. Um. Forming the Milky Way. Oh. Um, we live in breast milk, guys. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> the goddess told Athena to give the baby back to her mother to nurse. Athena returned the child back to Alcimene, Alcimene, telling the mother to raise her own child. I thought that was really interesting. Uh-huh. Raise your own goddamn baby. Yes. You chose this. Just like punts him out of heaven like a football. Take care of your own son. <laughs> so Alceus, or Heracles, mm. I'm throwing a lot of names out. This is going to be tough to keep track. Okay. It was tough for me to keep track, too, because I'm very bad at names. I will attempt to clarify if I'm confused. Okay, so Alceus, or Hercules... Good old Al. ...didn't change his <laughs> name until he went to Delphi for the first time. Heracles means glory of Hera. The name means that he would obtain glory through Hera's enmity. Enmity? Enmity. 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 No okay. one needs to know about Harris Clownfish things, so. <laughs> so, as he was growing up, a lot of famous figures were involved in his education. Amphitryon uh, taught Heracles how to drive a chariot, and Castor trained him fencing. Are these all gods? No, they are uh, figures of note. Okay. I don't quite know what their role so is. So, do they all have their own legend, kind of, and that's where they... I think so. Like, are they heroes? Um, I don't know for sure, because okay. I, okay. like, Heracles was enough research. Yeah, without well, knowing who the rest of these people are. Castor one of the Gemini stars? Castor and Pollux? Yes, but I don't know. If it's the same? I don't know a whole lot, so I don't want to, I don't want to say. Anyways, he was talking to a lot of cool people. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're both just looking was, at you like, what? Ignore me. He was taught how to wrestle by... Uh, Atolsius, Atolesis, Atolesis, the son of the son of Hermes. Well, another of Hermes's children taught him how to box. Yeah. Eurytus, king of 
a Greek city. <laughs> taught him archery. Now, this is the easiest name to pronounce, and I'm so happy. Linus. Yes. Son of the muse Calippo, or Urania, taught Heracles music. Hmm. Now. I didn't know he knew music. That's interesting. Mm hmm. I'm about to get into that, and it's going to be interesting. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Good old Linus teaching Heracles. Teaching him music ended up in disaster. When oh. his teacher, Linus, struck the youth for his poor attention in music lessons. Oh, oh no. Heracles retaliated by striking him on the head with the lyre. <laughs> killing Linus instantly. Oh, <laughs> What a way to meet your doom. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Heracles was the muscliest boy, mm-hmm. so he had a strong hit to him. How old was he when he did the music lessons? It said youth, so I'm imagining... Teenager? Yeah, early teens. Okay. Yeah. Like 13, 14. <laughs> a 14-year-old hit me over the head with a liar, and that's how I died. And I died. <laughs> <laughs> it was. went out with a bang. It was a bad touch. Oh, it was a bad touch. So, Heracles was uh, acquitted of the murder, but Amphitryon sent him to ten sheep uh, on the farm in the countryside near Thespiae? Thespiae? Why was he acquitted? He killed him. Because him's a Levi. Okay, here's the thing about Heracles that I think is interesting. A lot of the punishments that he goes through in life are self-imposed. Like Like he puts himself through them? More or less, yes. Okay. I'll get to that later on when we start talking about his labors. But yeah, like a lot of his stuff is pretty much self-imposed. So at the foot of Mount... Why are Greek names so hard to pronounce for me? (laughs) At the foot of Mount Cetharion, he killed a lion without a weapon uh, that were killing the flocks of Thespius, um, who was the king of Thespiae. Weird. Weird. Wow. The king was so impressed of this feat that the king entertained the youth as his guest for 50 nights. Now it's going to get a little yucky. Oh, no. Please don't say what I think was you're going to say. Was the hag involved? Does it start with an O and end in Urgi? Mmm, close. Okay. No. Each night, Thespius would send one of his 50 daughters to the hero's room. Other writers say that he slept with all the king's daughters in a single night. Wow. And him was just young. I mean, he is the son of Zeus, and Zeus has a pretty powerful pee-pee. He is (laughs) the mightiest of the pee-pees. Stop. He has an urge and an itch, and I'm sure that Hercules, Heracles... Had that mighty urge and itch as well. Well, I feel like the only reason he was allowed to stay for 50 nights is because the guy had $50. If he had, like, four, he'd be like... Maybe he was trying to he was trying to arrange something to happen, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Only one of Thespius' daughters refused to sleep with Heracles. Wow. He was probably a very handsome boy, too. Well, probably, yeah. <laughs> Why did she refuse? Do we know? Didn't really go into much more detail than that. Maybe she had morals. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, two of the girls bore twins to Heracles, and he had a total of 51 sons. Oh wow. God. After Heracles' death, the sons migrated to the island of Sardinia. All together? I don't know. You better love your family if all 51 of you, though. All 50 of my boys. <laughs> that, But why? I, I couldn't live with my family, let alone move to an island with 50 of them. I don't know, man. 
Interesting. Okay, that's just boggles my mind. Okay. Just on a side note, I really want to talk about what I love about Greek mythology. Okay. Is that in some places, like Heracles, it goes into excruciating detail (laughs) of everything that this man has done. But in other things, take, for example, the Sphinx that we've already talked about. (laughs) Yeah. There isn't a lot of details about how she died. When I talked about how the Sphinx devoured herself. I was gonna say. There wasn't a lot of details on that. But, you know, if he devoured himself, it'd be like he started with his little finger. But this dude. They just go into great detail. There is a play-by-play of this boy's life. Mm-hmm. Including his gross sexual habits. They Yeah, uh, my, my sources didn't go into a lot of detail on the um, fun time he had. That's probably okay. <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay with that. And he had a wonderful time. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. And there was a lot of fluids exchanged. The oh, end. Yeah. No. Yes, what another yucky word. Fluids. <laughs> That's a yucky word. Anyway. Right up there with loafers. Loafers is a gross word. It is not pleasant rolling off the tongue. Neither is, is fluids. Fluids. It ends in a. F- it ends in a. S- that just feels wrong. Anyways, okay, sorry. So Heracles heard that an army from Orchimenus, Orchimenus, wow. had defeated uh, the Theban army. So he led a group of young Thebans armed with old weapons from a temple. He defeated the army and defeated their king, or killed their king. Sorry. So the king of Thebes offered his daughter's hand in marriage to the hero who had saved Thebes from uh, slavery. This is where Megara comes in. Oh, okay. That's who his uh, daughter was. And that's who Heracles married. She bore him three sons. He just had sons everywhere. he 54 kids. He had a lot of boys. (laughs) Any girls? No. (laughs) No, I guess not. Wow. Um, What about the twins that were born before? Those were both boys? Is that correct? It doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Just a lot of boys. Wow. That must have something to do with like the god gene. I guess so. The marriage did not last long. The goddess Hera inflicted Heracles with a sudden fit of madness, causing him to murder his own children. So he's back down to 51. Oh my gosh. I don't know if that's enough for the lineage to continue on. <laughs> Some writers claimed that he also killed his wife Megara as well. Aww. Oh my god. That is terrible. It is. Why did Hera? Why was Hera like? Oh, he's happy. Let's let's do the thing. Um, because he bit her. Um, he bit her nipple once when he was barely sentient. Also, because she was not happy with Zeus cheating so much. As per usual. So then, why would she get out with him? <sighs> I don't know. Okay. So when he returned to his senses, he felt terrible for what he did. I would hope so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I killed my kids. Eh. <laughs> and the king of Thebes, as well as the citizens of Thebes, were unwilling to punish him. Why? Because he saved them from slavery? Then that makes sense. So Heracles exiled himself. <clears throat> oh, so this is where you were saying before. Okay. Mm. Quick. Uh, Thespius purified him of the murder. In Euripides's Euripides? 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 <laughs> There's going to be somebody that knows how to say all of these names listening, and they're going to cry. Oh, yeah. they're going to be ripping their ears out. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, but you know. But anyway, in this, in this dude's tragedy called The Madness of Heracles, the young hero would have committed suicide. Oh. But his cousin and friend, 
Theseus persuaded Heracles not to do it. Oh, cool. He sounds like a nice guy. Right? Theseus took Heracles to Athena, where he was purified of his crime. So, because he was purified of his crime, did he feel not guilty anymore? Was that kind of the um, whole point of that process, or? I'm about to get into. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I will. Okay. <laughs> you're so good at I keep I keep asking questions, you're, and you're, you're like, ask, I'm gonna talk about it. You're good at asking questions about literally the next thing I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Perfect. So, what are the winning lottery numbers, uh, Riley? <laughs> I'm gonna talk about that next. I can't tell you because I'm supposed to keep that a secret. The Illuminati told me. No. <laughs> you mean the aliens, right? Yep. <laughs> the winged creature that is Jesus. Of course. Though, so, of course. <laughs> obviously. The winged creature that is Jesus. So Heracles still saw that he needed to um, needed to be punished for the crime. So he went to Delphi to consult with the oracle. Okay. And this is presumably when he changed his name. So is the oracle just one person or is it like three people like in the movie? Well, or no, movie? no. Those are the fates. Those Never are the mind. fates. Yeah. Pardon me. I think the oracle was like... Like, we could get into this in and of itself as oh, an episode, okay. Okay. but I think it's, like, one person, and then when she dies, another, another person is chosen. I would be really interested to talk about that one, actually. Yeah, yeah, I could, I think we could do an episode on that one, yeah. for sure. Oh, no, I have so many questions, but I'm not going to ask you, because we're not talking about them anymore. Also, because I don't really know. Yes. Um, okay. Greek things for Riley, whatever shall we do? Uh, that's, like, his favorite topic. Oh, no. So the oracle told him that he needed to serve his cousin, Eurystheus, king of Tyrrhenes and Mycenae? Mycenae? Okay. Close enough. who would give him ten labors, Okay. later twelve, as punishment for his crime of murdering his own family. I mean, he sounds like a stand-up guy. Everyone's like, no, don't worry about it, dude. And he's like, no, I'm worrying about it. I'm worrying about it and I feel bad. And that's the thing that I like about him. He's a strong boy. And nobody wants to punish him. But, but when he, he recognizes when he does these bad things and he punishes himself. Yeah. That's really interesting. Pays to be a good guy. Sometimes. Sometimes. He still, I don't know. Most of his suffering was through his own doing. But but he also deserves that like he, suffering, in my own opinion. Like he if knows, you killed He your knows own that family. he deserved it. Yeah. I don't know. He just sounds like a stand-up gent. <laughs> what a dude. So, the 12 labors of Heracles. Let's get into it. The first one was to kill the Nemean lion. Okay. Now, oh, is this the lion that was outside of the flocks? No. No. Okay. This is a different, different lion. Okay. That one was practice. <laughs> <laughs> this practice lion. <laughs> this lion was invulnerable to all weapons. So while he was fighting the lion, he tackled it, and after an intense struggle, he strangled it to death with his bare hands. Wow. That, wow. That he must have big hands. Quite a boy. That's a big neck. And then afterwards, he was often depicted wearing the lion's pelt. Isn't it Scott? I mean... In the movie? Um, yeah, I think so. I think, like, they're sort of... Yeah, in the Disney movie, he's seen wearing Scar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Labor number two. He had to slay the Hydra. Um, so, num- wow, the Disney movie was actually very, like, I don't know, maybe not intensely accurate, but there was, it was lots. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about it more after. For sure. So, wait, is Steve Rogers secretly Hercules? Him's taking out the Hydra? Johann Schmidt? Boys, come on! My brain just exploded. That's a wonderful observation. Just saying. But I still don't understand why the sentence... Just a FYI, I have a blank stare on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess this is an audio medium. Hydra, yes, killing it. So the number of heads varied between authors, 
but it oh. usually had nine. One head was immortal, but the others would regrow two when one was cut off. So he had to choose the right one. Uh, Heracles also had to fight off a giant crab sent by Hera to distract him during the fight. Uh, Hera's just a bitch. Yeah. Now, there's different uh, There's different versions of this, but he killed the crab in some way. Some stories say that he kicked it into the sky, where it became the constellation known as Cancer. Touchdown! Other, <laughs> others say he just killed it, and then Hera made it into the constellation. Oh, okay. okay. I still like... Just I like the punt. It <laughs> Strong boy. <laughs> just, wow. Okay. Um, with the help of his nephew, or Eoleos, Eoleos? Whenever Heracles <laughs> cut off one of its heads, Eoleos would use a uh, hot piece of iron to cauterize the wound so that uh, the heads wouldn't grow back. Ooh. Oh, that's smart. Did it work? Yeah, it did. What? Wow. Nice. So after he cut off. The rest of the heads, he buried the immortal one under a boulder. The venom from the hydra was universally fatal to any victim. Heracles <laughs> used the venom from the hydra to coat his own arrows. Oh. That's smart. Industrious boy. Strong, smart, industrious boy. And a strong boy. Yep. Everything you want in a boy. <laughs> Heracles is the dream boy. He is a dream boy. Yep. <laughs> uh, so you're at... Eurystheus, however, refused to count this labor because he had the help of Eolaus. Oh. And he was required to do an extra labor. So now we're up to 11? Yes. Okay. So, the third labor was to capture the golden hind of Artemis. The golden what? Hind. Like, butt? Um, it's another another word for, it's another word for stag, but yes, hind (laughs) is... golden butt. Catch Artemis's booty. The golden booty. Wow. Anyway. So, he spent many days and nights wandering the forest in search of the stag. In search of the booty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm yes. just imagining, like, a floating butt. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm 12. Perfect. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, one morning, he was awoken by the glistening rays of the sun of the stag's antlers. Uh, he then chased after the deer. He chased it for a year all around Greece and neighboring countries. Wow. James Potter was fit. <laughs> so, did he just He's need water? Oh, okay. How did he get water? How did he go to the bathroom? How did he? I would imagine that he stopped at night. Okay. Nah. He finally caught it after he threw a net on it as it slept. Why didn't he do that like a half a year earlier? I guess he just like couldn't catch up with it. Okay, I guess, yeah. Like he was... Magical deer. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Immediately afterwards, Artemis appeared before Heracles. Uh, He began to beg for forgiveness from the goddess. He explained how he needed to capture... Uh, Artemis's deer for redemption for his crimes. He promised to let the stag go once he had shown it to the king. Artemis forgave Her- Heracles and said as long as he lets the deer go, she would not harm him. Hmm. Okay. That's the power of knowledge. Catch and release. So Eurystheus wanted the deer as a pet. Oh. <laughs> Is the thing. So when Heracles returned oh. to the city gates with the deer, the king told Heracles Thanks. to bring it in to the city. And he didn't want to break his deal with Artemis. So Heracles convinced the king to come out of the city to exchange the deer over to his ownership. And the moment that Heracles let go of the deer to hand it over to Eurystheus, Mm -hmm. the deer ran back into the woods. Yeah. Good. As one would. And this is where the next labor came from. Oh, they were like, no, not good enough. You didn't get me my pet. Now you have to go get that booty again. (laughs) Uh, nope, this is a different one. He oh. was sent to capture the Aramanthian boar. 
Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm getting better at pronouncing these Greek names. Yeah. So, uh, the Arimanthian boar lived on Mount Foley. Foley? Foley. Foley. P-H-O-L-O-E. That sounds like a soup to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Vietnamese food. Okay. As he was trying to capture the boar, he went into the territory uh, that belonged to some centaurs. Uh-oh. And he had to fight off some centaurs. He killed a few of them. That feels like bad news bears to me. Yeah. <laughs> and this is this is kind of interesting. Later in life, he would meet two centaurs. Oh, man. Eurytion? Eurytion? Okay. Eurytion? And Nessus. Now, is it now, Nessus is an interesting one because... That is the name of the centaur in the Disney animated film. Oh. Like the the River Guardian. You know that yeah. character? Yes, the one where he first meets Megara? Yeah. That, it's named Nessus. Oh. In Heracles' tale. Nessus is a thing. Nessus, Nessus is a friend. Um, so he was staying at, uh, staying with another centaur named Pholus. Okay. Who gave Heracles some advice on how to capture the boar. However... Uh, Pholus accidentally dropped one of Heracles' poisoned arrows on his hoof and died. Oh! But he did it himself, so it's not like... Everyone that is around this guy just dies, tragically, in the most, okay, not horrible way, but like in the most (laughs) clumsy ways. There's another friendly centaur that he met named Chiron, who also died from the Hydra's Venom. But that is another story. Chiron is a very interesting character in and of himself, which we will probably talk about at some point. Cool. I'm excited. Hercules eventually captured the boar and delivered it alive to Eurystheus. And uh, the thing about Eurystheus is that he's a little bit of a coward. Oh, no. So upon seeing the boar, mm-hmm. he hid inside of a bronze jar. What? Why? Of all places to hide. And uh, Eurystheus demanded that Heracles let the boar go. What? Why? Why? <laughs> Here, capture this thing. Good, now release it and hides in his jar. And then Eurystheus ordered Heracles that he would show him his success of his labors on the other side of the city wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be over here. You be over there. I'll believe you. Don't Do worry. cross my boundaries. Mm. Oh, God. And then this is kind of where he takes a side... Uh, he joins the Argonauts for a little bit. Ooh. That sounds es- fancy. Essentially, uh, the ancient Greek version of the Avengers. Ooh. Beautiful. Really cool. Love it. But I'm into it. I am not going to talk about that right now. No. That's going to be its own episode for Yay. sure. Okay. Because these guys are really cool. Hercules and the Avengers. Nice. I'm excited. So the fifth labor is an interesting one. Okay. So Eurystheus was a little upset that he took this adventure with the Argonauts. So Eurystheus decided that the fifth flavor would be the most humiliating of his tasks. Oh no. Um, Run naked through the village. Oh yes. There's going to be some nudity I feel. I'm excited. <laughs> Cleaning of the Argean stables in a single day. Augean? Aegean? Augean? Augean? So Heracles agreed to do this if he got a tenth of the cattle that were in this stable. And this stable was huge. Like, that's why this was such a huge task. I feel like he's getting a little bit cocky now. He's like, I'm not okay with repenting unless I get something from it. He's getting a little bit of an attitude. Yeah. 
Boys. He's like, sure, I'll repent. Only if you pay me to do it, though. Okay, but have you ever mucked stalls? That is literally the worst. Yes, I have, actually. Now, the task was enormous because the, of the number of stalls and the, just the sheer size of the building. Okay. Heracles um, completed the task by diverting the water of the nearby river <laughs> to flow through the stables. Now he's just getting lazy with it. Now that. the guy that he agreed to uh, that he agreed to help for the cattle uh, refused to honor the bargain. Oh, breach of contract. Sue him. <laughs> because he found out that the hero was performing uh, this for Eurystheus. Oh, so not like out of the kindness of his heart or whatever. Um, or because he wanted to. It was for a, something else. Yeah, like he didn't feel like this. he was doing this for him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That makes sense. So you don't get anything. Heracles was a bit upset at this, and he vowed uh, vengeance Uh, on this. It is cows. This does not make sense to me. I thought he was a good boy. Cows are valuable. Cows are very valuable. They were worth a lot, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, were you in 4-H? Like... (laughs) (laughs) The king was afraid because he had made a powerful enemy. (sighs) I feel I I don't agree with that. I thought he was a good boy. Like he he was, but like if you agree to do a job for someone mm-hmm. and they back out of paying you. That's true. Like wouldn't you be upset? Yes, unless it was for something. Like what makes this feel like it's not a good boy anymore or like this particular situation makes him not a good boy is because he was doing it for himself anyways like he was doing it in repentance for himself so asking for payment and also trying to do the repenting thing i don't know it just feels like a double standard i mean that's fair yeah okay anyway so the sixth labor Heracles was required to chase away the Stymphalian birds. So they were ravaging the countryside around a lake called Stymphalis mm-hmm. in northeastern Arcadia. I don't know where that is. Uh, the Stymphalian birds were so numerous that Heracles was at a loss to know how to get the birds to go away. And the interesting thing about these birds was that they had feathers made out of steel. Wow. Or was it iron? That's I don't know. Some kind, some kind of metal. And they were able to, like, throw their feathers. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's why these birds were such a big deal. Yes. Wow. I could definitely see it's why not, they wanted to get rid of them. It's not just chasing a flock of seagulls. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. So, so Athena came to his aid and gave him a rattle, which would frighten the birds away. Okay. <laughs> Here, take this air horn. Chase them away. Now get out of my sight. <laughs> uh, bye-bye. Athena seems like she really enjoyed him, though. She's like, because this isn't the first time she's helped him. Yeah, Athena was uh, was a really nice goddess. She had a lot of interactions with, with mortal heroes. Yeah. She seems pretty helpful to Hercules, anyways. Mm. I could talk a lot about her. She's a very interesting character, for sure. Yeah. So Heracles used it and made a noise or from the top of a mountain that frightened the birds away. He shot a few of them down before the rest flew away just for giggles i feel like if you could get a hold of the steel feathers that would be a useful weapon in some way oh, for like sure. you could definitely make something out of that this is my sword it is a large feather <laughs> <laughs> so the seventh labor he needed to fetch the cretian bull that belonged to king minos okay the king of crete the bull was sacred to poseidon and had the ability to walk and run on the surface of the sea Ooh. oh wow that's impressive okay so this is where things get interesting okay when minos first gained the bull from Poseidon. He refused to sacrifice the bull to the god of the sea, and then to punish Minos for his broken promise, Poseidon uh, caused the daughter of Hellus, Hellus, 
think I've heard this. To How fall long? in love with the beast. Right. So the Cretan bull had fathered upon Pacifiae? Pacifiae? Yeah, California. That's the name of the, that's the name of the daughter of Halus. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, that's how the Minotaur was born. That makes me uh, upsetty, okay. spaghetti. Oh that's, my gosh. Wow. Mm, bestiality is not okay. Tale as uh, old as time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong movie. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yuck. I am upset. <laughs> so when does the Little Mermaid pop into this? <laughs> She's one of the sirens, didn't you know? Or is she in one of the labors, or what are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So embarrassed by the offspring and the union between the wife and his bull, uh-huh. Minos no longer wanted the Cretan bull. <laughs> well, obviously. Do you think it was like an awkward moment where he walked in on some gross activity happening and he was like, oh no, Did oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> didn't she like dress up like a bull? I don't know. What? In order, or not like a bull, but like a cow, in order to get busy? Um, no, no, no. I don't no, know. No. I think I've heard something about that, but I might be very incorrect. Oh my gosh. Oh, no, no, no. Interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so he no longer wanted this magical bull that could, that could walk on water. I believe that, and I don't think I would be interested after that either. So Heracles got Minos's consent to take the bull. Okay. The only problem was the bull would not go aboard a ship. Because it could walk on water? Yeah. Okay. That That would make sense, I guess. So he rode it all the way across the sea from Crete back to Greece. Holy. That's a lot. Heracles released the bull after showing the creature to Eurystheus. The Cretan bull eventually wandered uh, to Marathon in Attica. The bull then became known as the Marathonian bull. He did like to run a long way. From Crete to wherever. He yeah. was, he was, he went a long ways because, well, he <laughs> could walk on water, right? Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about water stopping you from going anywhere. You could just go anywhere. Yeah. Man, I wish I could run on water. <laughs> how would you get over the, the waves, though? If it was a really rough night, like, how would you, I guess you'd just go right over them. Just jump. <laughs> I don't really know. That's not, a, that's not a thing that most myths that talk about people being able to walk on water address. What <laughs> if it is very wavy? Would it be like kind of like when you're driving on a dirt road and it's really, really bumpy, but you know, you st- still keep going past it? I, yeah, I, th- I think it'd be kind of similar to like... Buckle up, there's turbulence. Walking on a difficult path. <laughs> Yay. Wow, this is a steep wave. Anyway. So, the eighth labor. Man, this so, boy's had a life and a half. Yeah. He, uh, the eighth labor was to fetch the flesh-eating mares of Diomedes. Diomedes? Wow. Mares like horses? Yes. Wow! <laughs> no, thank you! So the king of... The king of Bistones in Thrace fed human flesh to his horses. Isn't that how you make a war horse? Or not human flesh, but... <laughs> <laughs> what? I like I watched this thing. I don't know if it was true or not, but it looked very documentary esque. And it they were feeding meat to their horses, and it made them mean. I don't know. And then they would use those as a war horse. Some horses are just mean. <laughs> That's true. I and mean, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Apparently, if you feed meat to horses, it makes them like extra sensitive or something. I don't. That could be totally wrong. I know nothing about horses. <laughs> I don't know anything about horses either. I'm a filthy city boy. That has nothing to do with anything Me like that. Me too. Yeah. Too many. Maddie was at one point a horse girl, from yeah. what I understand. It yeah. Was 
the worst. Do not recommend. Tell us, tell us about your horse phase. Um, I was the girl that wanted a horse and got a horse and deeply regretted it. Because <laughs> I discovered some allergies that my mother did not care about. And it was like, to the point of hiving. I feel like all the horse girls that you hear about going through like this extended phase where they're like obsessed with horses are the same kind of people who never actually own a horse. Yeah. Their uncles mm-hmm. own a horse. Or, like, their parents do, and they don't really have any much, much mean, connection. Yeah, like, they see all the pleasantness of a horse. You mean they didn't have to get up at 5.30 on a school day to go feed the horses? They didn't have to go out in minus 50 without wind chill and go pitch hay in the barn? Because a blanket was not enough on the poor furred animal? Up, uphill backwards with your pajamas on? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Heracles threw Diomedes to the mares, which they killed and ate him. Wow. Uh, of course they did. And that was his revenge? I suppose so, but uh, there was a youth, Abderus, who was the son of Hermes. He was a squire of, and possibly lover, to Hercules, or Heracles. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Boy. <laughs> Steamy boy scene. Hi. <laughs> Heracles set Abderus to guard the mares, but when Heracles returned, he found that the mares had killed and ate him. <gasps> Oh, no. I don't know what I would do at that point. Not his lover. Yeah. Uh, That's sad. So literally everyone that he loves is dying. Yep. So the ninth labor, he was required to (laughs) go get Hippolyte, Hippolyta, Hippolyte? Hippolyte's girdle. Uh, She was the queen of the Amazons. (laughs) So the queen initially uh, warmly received Hercules, or Heracles. I need to start doing, using his Greek name. But Hera stirred the Amazons against him. Disguised as an Amazon warrior, Hera spread a rumor that Heracles had come to abduct their queen. What? Fake news. <laughs> the Amazons armed themselves and attacked Heracles' ship. Thinking that Hippolyte was secretly plotting against him, Heracles killed the queen and took her belt. <laughs> this is getting way too hard. I'm, I'm gonna just kill her. Although, honestly, if someone's attacking you, it's not like you wouldn't do anything. It was kind of self-defense, I guess. Yeah. I don't I think Damn that's Yeah, she's kind of got it out for him the whole time. Like, it's not his fault that his dad stuck his ween and everything he could reach. <laughs> his pee-pee. His so pee-pee. <laughs> there's another version that says that Heracles killed someone else. Or he ambushed and captured Melanippe, sister of Hippolyta. Hippolyte? Mm-hmm. Hippolyte? Uh, Heracles only released her when Hippolyte paid Heracles a ransom, her girdle. Oh, that's much less violent. Yeah. <laughs> so the tenth labor, Heracles had to uh, fetch the cattle of Geryon. Gary. Um, Go get Gary's cattle. <laughs> the cattle were guarded by Geryon's herdmen and uh, and the two-headed hound called Orthus. <gasps> oh. Gary had a dog named Orthotics. Okay. <laughs> The journey was uneventful until he reached the Strait of Gibraltar. He began piling rocks on the European side and the African side of the strait. These piles of rocks became known as the Pillars of Heracles. Oh, wow. The work was long and hard, so Heracles became (laughs) overheated from the sun. Oh, no. Heracles pointed his arrow at the sun, threatening to shoot the sun. (laughs) What? So Hercules, Heracles, pardon me, had heat stroke and decided that it was a good idea to point his arrow at the sun. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. What a boy. Helios, the god of the sun, was far from offended by the (laughs) impetuous hero. (laughs) 
Helios, <laughs> Helios so admired the hero's boldness that the sun god gave him uh, the sun cup made of gold. Oh. The gold cup was large <laughs> enough for Heracles to sail past the pillars of Heracles and into the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. Him sailed in a cup. <laughs> so when he arrived, he had to kill the herdsmen. And the dog? And the dog. No! No, not orthotics. He did not club a dog to death, did he? With both heads. Um, well, it would probably only take one hit from him. That makes me upset. Because he is a strong boy. Oh my gosh. Oh. I just had a really dark, yucky thought about that being a two-headed dog. But I feel like I'm not, I shouldn't say it, so I won't. No, now you have to say it. Okay, so like... <laughs> what if you only hit one head? Then would the one head just be like limp and dead? Or would it be like that part of the body that it controlled? I don't know. Do you have to kill both? Or do you kill one and then it automatically kills the other? I'm like, I love dogs, so this makes me really sad to think about. But it was a real thought. I have no idea. <laughs> Help. Yeah, I don't know. So. He clubbed a dog. No. Minotes, herdsman of Hades. There's so many names I'm throwing around. Yeah. Jesus. Witnessed all this and went to Garion with news that Heracles was raiding the, was raiding the cattle. Garion, who had three heads. What? Gary had three heads. He's so extra. Wow. Was also killed when he pursued the hero to uh, a nearby river. Did he club him to death as well? Passing through the south of Spain, Heracles then entered uh, the land of the Ligurians. And uh, a bunch of adventures happened. He lost some cattle along the way, but he eventually... Made it back. So we're now on the 11th flavor. <laughs> the apples of Hesperides. Oh, man. Hesperides? That's really interesting. I just read a little bit of that. Yeah. The evening star was like Satan in Catholicism. So Hesperides were the daughters of the Titan Atlas and Hesperus, or the evening star, as you said. How many daughters there were depends on the author. Some say three, some say four or seven. Uh, they cared for the grove and the trees bore golden fruit. Trees were guarded by a serpent or dragon with a hundred heads, known as Ladon. That's pretty extra. (laughs) Just a little over the top. I mean, I think ten heads would be enough, but no. A hundred or nothing. (laughs) So, uh, on his journey at the Caucasus Mountains, he killed the Caucasian eagle, which which fed on Prometheus's liver and freed the titan from his bond. Prometheus told him that the tree was guarded by Ladon, and uh, advised him to let Atlas fetch the apples for him to avoid Laden. Okay. Hmm. He arrived at where Atlas was and agreed to carry the weight of the world. Hang on, sidetrack here. You know who what Atlas was, right? Him, the boy with the world. Mm-hmm. He was a titan uh, who basically held up the sky on his shoulders. Wow. Hmm. It's yeah, that was that was kind of his punishment. Oh. For what? Um, that's enough. That's for Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Tale for okay. another time. Friend. Okay, okay, okay. Right. So Heracles asked Atlas where the fruit tree was. Atlas told the hero that he would fetch the golden apples for him so he didn't have to fight the snake nice. or the serpent or whatever. That's nice of him. However, he agreed to do this if Heracles would carry the uh, heavens on his shoulder while Atlas did this. <laughs> Here, hold this. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I love so, it. Here, hold At- the sky. When Atlas returned, he returned with the apples, but did not want to go back into holding the oh, holding the sky. Yeah. 
he said that he would return the apples to Eurystheus for the hero, trapping Hercules, oh. Heracles, to hold the sky up. And he's not even like a titan or anything. Like, he's half god. A demigod. Now this story gets kind of dumb here a little bit, but oh. I like it anyway. Okay. Uh, Heracles was uh, much more clever than the titan. <laughs> okay. Heracles said... Okay, you got me there. I will do this, but I just need to readjust my shoulder real quick. (laughs) So Atlas took the sky, or held the sky up while Heracles readjusted his shoulder. Oh my god. At which point, Heracles just walked away with the apples. (laughs) (laughs) In another version of the story, he actually went to the tree and killed Layden. Oh. Layden? Oh, yeah. That many-headed dragon dude? I like the story where he tricked Atlas a lot yeah. better. Uh, yeah. I think that's a funnier story. Atlas was like, hold this forever. And Heracles was like, okay, yeah, sure, hold on. I'm just, like, getting really sore. And then just ducked and rolled out. Yeah, pretty much. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And I wonder, like, Atlas probably felt real dumb after that. He was like, oh. Oh, dang. <laughs> At least he has the rest of forever to contemplate his stupidity. Yeah. Yep. So the twelfth labor. Heracles had to go to Hades and fetch Cerberus. Cute. Spot. Yeah. You know, the three-headed dog with a snake's head at the end of its tail. Yeah. Cute. Spot. Pretty sure that's a very close translation of Cerberus. I don't know. Can I? I want to check. Okay, let's take a Wikipedia break. Okay, we're back from our Wikipedia break. What have we learned? Oh, man, I've learned that these names are horrible. Anyway, uh, so it's been claimed to be related to the Sanskrit word Sarvara, used as an epithet of one of the dogs of Yama from a Proto-Indo-European word, Kyrbros, meaning spotted. So Hades named his dog Spot. I love it. I love it. This is a vicious three-headed dog. I love it so much. I'm gonna name him Spot. Yeah. Good dog, Spot. (laughs) So in order to enter the underworld, uh, Heracles had to undergo a rite to purify him of the murder of the centaurs. Okay. Oh man, that was like forever ago. Right? Yeah. It was at least 20 years ago. I would actually love to see a timeline of these things that happened. I'm, I Me might too. look it up like um, after we're done this, I might look very, that up. Very curious on like how long this all took. Yeah. No, seriously. Anyway, he so didn't Heracles have to kill met, Spot. Uh, no, you didn't have to kill him. Just get him. Oh, okay. Yep. So Heracles met Hermes who offered uh, to guide him to the underworld. And most of the shades, or souls, fled from Heracles, all except for the hero Meliagar and the Gorgon Medusa. Heracles would have attacked Medusa with his sword, but Hermes reassured the hero that the Gorgon was harmless here. Just in this situation? Like, was she yeah. still doing a, t- a stone turning thing? She's dead at this point. So, oh, okay. Oh, I wonder if he was like, hey, and she was like, hey, and then they just continued on. <laughs> <laughs> Heck, you're pretty. Anyways. So Heracles also rescued his friend and cousin Theseus by pulling him from the chair of forgetfulness. Wow. My everyday life. The chair of forgetfulness. They have all these cool badass Greek names. And the chair of forgetfulness. I would imagine that that that's translated from something. Well, yeah, but they didn't translate the names. Like, I'm sure they have literal meanings. Yeah, but I think that'd be kind of boring if I just called him Glory of Hera this whole time. Yeah, true. Because, like, that's what his name kind of means. So, Hades had set a trap for Theseus and the friend that he was traveling with when they planned to abduct Persephone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heracles could not save 
Theseus's friend and had to leave him behind. Oh, that sucks. So he he wrestled with... He wrestled. Yeah, Heracles wrestled with Menoteus. Menoteus? Cowherd of Hades' cattle. When Heracles killed one of the cows, Heracles had wanted the cow's blood to talk to the dead. Wow. How did he find out that information? So Hades is the god dude, but him has cattle. Everybody has cattle. Yeah. They're valuable. It's like (laughs) Oprah, but it's cattle. (laughs) (laughs) You get a cow. You get a cow. You all get cows. Except for you, Heracles, because you're a bitch. Yep. uh, Menoteus' ribs could be heard crackling between Heracles' arms. Oh. He would have killed Menoteus, but Persephone asked the hero to spare the husband's cowherd. With Hades' permission, Heracles was allowed to take Cerberus, provided that he did so without the use of a weapon. Okay, that's fair. Don't, a, don't hurt my dog, okay? You he can, was able to You wrestle. can take him, but don't hurt my dog. Just, just take him for a walk. Yeah, take him for a little bit of a walk. But it's about to get a little violent. Hands him, hands him a leash and some poop bags. <laughs> Very, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, Heracles was able to wrestle and, I'm going to say it like that from now, oh, wrestle. Um, and drag the hound uh, to the world of the living and to Eurystheus. Now, Eurystheus was terrified by the dog. Oh my god. This guy's just a dick. <laughs> and he gave... Heracles, one last command to send the hound back to the underworld. So he literally just went for a walk. Spot went for a walk and that was it. Yep. He huh. took he took Cerberus for a walk and sent him back to Hades. Nice. I'm sure Hades was like, were you a good boy? <laughs> <laughs> Give him a nice steak or something. Yeah. Give him a nice soul to suck on. So after he completed all 12 of his labors, he was kind of set out on his own devices where uh, he eventually um, joined in on uh, the Trojan War. And then uh, eventually, after the Trojan War, he was uh, he took part in the War of the Giants. Wow, he huh. did not stop. Yeah. yeah. Thirsty boy for the blood. Um, He's like, I'm done my, my guilt, now it's time for more murder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, the gods were warring against the giants. In order to defeat the giants, the gods uh, required the help of a mortal hero. Hercules. Yep, that's where Hercules comes in. Yeah. And this is kind of similar to the climax of the movie, the animated movie, Hercules. Oh, okay. okay. And he uh, killed a bunch of giants by shooting them with these poisoned arrows and saved Hera from, um, something. Uh, yeah. Does that mean that she's done being a bitch? Wait. She was a bitch to him this whole time. Like, halfway through his trials, she was like, nah. And then Hercules saved her. What a bitch! I, I... Also, she she forgave him in the end. Oh, I'm sure. But still, like, she's just a gigantic also, side a-hole. Note, side note. Uh, so Heracles is the Greek version of his name? Yes. So they used Hercule- the- Hercules is the Latinization. Okay, so it's like they used the more Roman version for the Greek movie? <laughs> There's a Roman version of this, which is more or less the same, mm-hmm. just with the names changed around. Oh, okay. So this is just the Latinized. Uh, Heracles is the Greek one. Hercules is the Latinized version. Okay. That okay. makes sense. So after after he was in a few different wars, <laughs> including the War of the Giants, he kind of settled down a little bit. He got married again to someone named Dianera, Dion- King Oneus's daughter. <laughs> King Oneus? Mm-hmm. Oneus. Yes. That's his name. <laughs> From now on, that's his name. He, um... 
had a very complicated life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I have skimmed over in this telling of it. I could keep going, mm-hmm. but in the interest of saving time, I am not going to say much <laughs> more. I will tell you a little bit about his death. Yes, and that his... was interesting, yeah. So his last adventure began when he went to war against... Ulysses? Ulysses? Ulysses. Eurytus. Oh, I'm wrong us. Wasn't Eurytus mentioned earlier? I think so. Uh, who he never forgave for refusing his daughter, Iole, who he won fairly in an archery contest. He raised an army and defeated Eurytus, mm-hmm. taking Iole as his uh, concubine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of has a, has a heel turn at the end here. That sucks. Wow, so he started out as, like, a really good boy, and then he just... Anyway. Yeah, he's uh, kind of questionable at the end here. Yeah. Kind of a problematic fave for me. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Heracles may have killed Eurytus and his sons in the war, but according to Homer, Apollo killed Eurytus hmm. when the king challenged the god to an archery contest. So who killed him? It depends. I it guess. depends on okay. the writer. Okay. Observing the rites of sacrifice in the, for the victory in the war, he sent his herald uh, to fetch a fresh tunic from home. Dianera, realizing that Heracles may discard her in favor of Iole as his wife, Dianera, Dianera, yes, Dianera smeared Nessus's supposed love charm on his <laughs> onto his tunic. That sounds like a dirty joke. <laughs> his love charm. Um, I'm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. When Heracles put the tunic on, the Hydra's venom became searing his skin and flesh. Oh my. In agony, he tore it off, killing the innocent Harold, (laughs) who gave him the shirt. Oh. Dying, Heracles uh, returned home, learning what she had done to her husband, Dianera, killed herself. Wow. So it was like a Romeo and Juliet situation there. Kind of. That just, wow, that was a lot right there. <laughs> so he built a pyre for himself on Mount Oeta. Uh, Heracles asked his son to set it alight. Neither his son nor other mourners would do so until one of his other sons set the fire. Heracles rewarded his son with his bow, which would later be used by Philostetes <laughs> in the Trojan War. Lightning struck the pyre when the fire started to die down, and the mourners could not find the hero's remains. Zeus was like, my boy. So yeah, he uh, ascended to god status, where (laughs) Hera forgave him. Oh, Hera. I understand the whole being upset thing, like cheating's not cool, but don't take it out on the kid. Well, she was upset for literally his entire life at him. Yeah. Like, that's pretty, that's a lot. That, I feel like, was just unnecessary. Yeah. I guess she has a long life, so for her it was just like a few moments, but still. That's pretty rude. Also, if you want to check up on the information that I skimmed over, check out uh, this website that I got most of my information from called timelessmyths.com. Hmm, that's a classy website. (laughs) So, what do you think? That's a lot. That is a lot of a story. But honestly, it's really interesting to me because he starts out as this person that thinks that he knows the right thing to do and sticks with the right thing no matter what it takes to be able to do it. But then after his trials or his 
tests or whatever we called them. The labors. Labors, thank you. After his labors, he kind of turned into like a weird, selfish person. Yeah. So he was like, I did my, I did my labors and that's all. And then he became kind of selfish in a way, in a way. (laughs) He's still very cool, and he still had a very cool life, but, like... Like, by um, modern standards, yes, he was selfish, but, like, by ancient Greek standards, he was still pretty selfless. Like, he helped out with um, some wars. He saved a lot of people. Yeah. Like, like I said, there are some information that I missed out on. Yeah. I also love imagining Hercules taking Spot for a walk. Like, that just gives me life. So, does he need three collars, then, and a leash that has, like, three prongs? Yes. Um, I think just one. For the middle? Uh, yeah, for the middle head. Okay. But, like, that's so unfair. But he could, like, steer the dog. True. Does he need to have a muzzle on the little... Is it a snake tail? It's a tail tail. with a serpent's head on it. Hmm. Does that need a little muzzle so it doesn't go nipping people? I guess so. (laughs) The policies of Cerberus. But yeah, there is a lot of stuff, a lot of extra stuff that you could read up on if you are interested in. Like, I didn't talk much about the Trojan War. I feel like that would just be a gigantic topic in itself, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, we're probably going to end up doing an episode on the Trojan War in and of itself. I'm probably going to mention and talk about Heracles some more later on. I think he's going to be a crossover in a lot of the different things you talk about. Mm -hmm. I I can totally see that. He's he's very prominent in in uh, Greek mythology, and like like a lot of people um, thought of him as kind of a uh, muscle bound dummy. Yeah, and he was portrayed that way in a lot of uh, classic Greek plays and uh, stuff like that. He doesn't sound like a dummy to me. He actually yeah. sounds very intelligent to me. Except for that one time he threatened to shoot the sun with an arrow. But like heat he was and... also probably delusional. Like <laughs> heat stroke will do that to you. I Fair enough. Attest yeah. to that personally. But yeah, no, that's really cool. He he went through a lot. He did. I like that his story ended with something he did in the very beginning. Like he got the poison mm-hmm. very early on in his like quote unquote trials and or career. I I kind of like that it kind of ties back to the end. Like his beginning was his end. Also, so did Nessius make the love potion, quote-unquote, purposely out of hydrovenom? Like, as spite for killing the other centaur? If I'm remembering this creature correctly? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. That's probably in the part that I skimmed over. Yeah, probably. Um, I kind of wish I did some more in-depth journalism. (laughs) Yeah, God, that's why I'm here. The problem with that is this episode would be way, way longer Mm -hmm. than it is now. And this is probably going to be our longest episode. But yeah. with good information. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it's a lot. I will put up a link to this website with our website posting. So if you're interested in reading the stuff that I sort of skimmed over or missed, you can go do that. Like, I mostly talked about the 12 labors and stuff like that. That sounds like the majority of his life. Yes and no. Okay. Like, that was probably the most significant part of his story. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot more to him. Like there, like like I said, the Trojan War. He was involved in a, a few other wars as well. Do you think that's the end? I just want to talk a little bit about the Disney film. Okay, let's talk about Disney. I think from the very minimal education I now have on Hercules that it was pretty... It was smaller but accurate to the details. Mm, like they, they definitely did the story justice. Yes. 
but they took a lot of creative liberties as well. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's a kids' movie, though, right? Yeah. Or, or like it was in, it was supposed to be a kids' movie. They PG'd it up. Yeah. Is what lot. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when he's like going through, there's like a really quick sequence that push like pushes them through a lot of events to try and gain hero status. Yeah. And you actually see like the boar and stuff when you go through there. Yeah, like you see a lot of the things that he faced. They're just like snippets, but they're still there. Yeah. Yeah, like you you see the Nemean lion, you see mm-hmm. the Stymphalian birds, and like you see. It's a bit of a tip of the hat. Yeah, you see the boar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the story does take a lot of creative liberties, but I still really like that movie. Yeah. Right? And like, for me. Growing up, that movie was really meaningful to me, mm-hmm. and it still has a pretty strong message for me, because, like, the message of the movie is, you could achieve your dreams if you work at it. Yes. And I like that, because a lot of uplifting movies have the message of, your dreams will come true no matter what. No. Yeah. And, like, this, this one is, like, you can do it, you just have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah. And that's what I really like about that movie. Like, it still has a lot of meaning to me. Yeah. For that reason. It's kind of like a grown-up yeah. message in a child format. Disney does a lot of that, actually. I feel like that yeah. message can't... Like, like I might I might be reading into it a little bit too much, but, like, I feel like you could attach whatever meaning you want to a piece of media. Like, it could mean whatever you want it to mean to you. Mm-hmm. But that's what I got out of that movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like... I think that's a good way to put it, honestly. And I think Hercules is one of my favorite Disney movies uh, but I think my personal favorite Disney movie is actually The Lion King. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, that was a huge, that was a huge influencer for me, was the message in The Lion King. And my interpretation of The Lion King was, no matter what your circumstance, you can rise above it and become something more. Mm. But again, you have to put the work in. Like, yeah. you can't run away from the things that scare you the most. You kind of have to face them head on. And that was, like, a really important thing for me as a kid, anyway. Yeah. What about for you, Maddie? Yep. My favorite Disney movie? Absolutely. And why? (laughs) Now. Now. Bam. Classic Disney. Animated. Yeah, come on. Classic Disney? Um. I think I know what you're going to pick. Shut up. (laughs) I really, really, really enjoy a lot of them. Pocahontas has always been one of my go-tos. And I just fucking love it. But Alice in Wonderland has a really special place in my heart. And I, see, that's not the one I would have chosen that you yeah. were going to say. What, what were you going to say? I thought you were going to say Balto. Balto, Balto is not a Disney I was movie. Say Balto's universal. Oh shit, Otherwise, well then I don't I know anything. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I know. Jesus but, Christ. I know. And you know what? Alice Wonderland actually used to freak me out a lot as a kid, and I don't know why, but I just I love it so much. And like the Mad Hatter and the Cheshire Cat and Alice and I read, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of Alice in Wonderland books, but I read one of them and it was so good. It was on this, like, free book app or whatever, so I read it on a road trip one time. It is weird. It's like a drug trip, but it's so good. I mean, it's kind of like what the movie is. Yeah. Like, yeah, as but, well. I don't know, it's just, it's so pure. I love it. Hmm. Don't know if there's really any underlying meaning that I could personally, like, take out of it. Like, I know that there's the whole, like, it's okay to have dreams and stuff, but you can't live in a dreamland, but, I don't know. Like, there was no message that I was like, this gives this so much meaning. I just, I really like it. That's why it's so meaningful to me. Yeah. Yeah, I just attach a lot of sentimental value to that movie because... Oh, totally fair. Yeah. I like it a lot and it's meaningful to me. What would you And mean? that's kind of why I, I, I chose this topic. Uh, what, what do you, how do you feel about Heracles, Maddie? I'm a little confused about my opinions of him. He 
was thrown into a situation that he was not all about. And a lot of the things that forced him into these labors, like, it wasn't anything within his control. So I think that that was really unfair. But he went from, like, a cool kid to, like, I, to kind of a hoe, back to being okay. And then he just got a little violent. So, and I mean, I understand that he was And Hera was just a bitch. And Hera was just the worst. The whole time. She was just a bitch. She is a very interesting person. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure she's a One of my favorite creatures that I would love to talk about is Argus. Probably going to talk about him in one of our video episodes because uh, there's not a lot about him. Fair. But he's a very interesting creature and I will leave it at that. Ooh, I'm excited. Hmm. Anyway, that's all I have. All right. And thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, Maddie. You were a fun guest. Yeah. I try. As per usual. (laughs) That's all for this episode of Mythmen. So you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast. You can also email us if you feel like we uh, got something wrong or we missed out on something. So our email is mythmenpod at gmail.com. We also have a YouTube page. Uh, You can follow us there. It's just mythmen. So we'll be back next week with another myth for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 